Welcome to Movies and TV with Doug. And now on to our show. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Movies by Doug. Like I mentioned on our last episode, I was going to be doing one of the all-time classics from one of my favorite actors, Denzel Washington. And today is the day. We are talking Training Day. Obviously starring Denzel, Ethan Hawke, and a litany of other big-named actors. Scott Glenn, Eva Mendez, Cliff Curtis, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Macy Gray. So really just a loaded, loaded cast for this movie. Obviously, Training Day is one of the all-time great American crime thrillers directed by Antoine Fuqua, and it was written by David Ayer. So just absolutely loaded, loaded movie. And it's this is the reason it's an all-time classic. It's one of the more quotable movies of the 2000s, most definitely. We will talk about some of those quotable moments as the review goes along, but let's get into the actual movie itself. So we start off the day, AKA training day with officer Jake Hoyt, who's at home, can't sleep. He looks over at the alarm clock. It's right about to go off, smacks it down. He, you can see he's nervous. He's just, he's overthinking everything. He wants to do a really good job because he's obviously starting off his new signing up for a new promotion. He gets a call. His wife answers. It's the narcotics agent, Alonzo Harris. Alonzo Harris talks to the wife for a second, then puts Jake on the phone, tells him to meet him at 10. Jake Hoyt, he wants to do a good job. He's, he's overzealous. He wants to move up in the world of LAPD system. That's where we, we first meet Alonzo. He's in the diner reading his paper, and Jake you know, goes up to introduce himself and starts talking to him, and Alonzo cuts him off immediately. Hey, I'm reading my paper fuck off, that kind of thing, shuts him down completely until Jake tries to tell him a story. And at the very end of the story, Alonzo kind of dismisses all the other part. And all he cares about is Jake never pulling the trigger on sleeping with his partner. It's just a, it's an interesting interaction that kind of sets up who Alonzo is going to be throughout the rest of the movie. Next, we get into some day of the day-to-day work that Alonzo and his unit does catch some college kids trying to buy marijuana we see alonzo take them down and then you know kind of over aggressively confronts the kids and threatens and intimidates them talks about the girlfriend getting gang banged and you can see in jake's eye a little twitch when he's looking at alonzo like he knows this is too far but he wants to learn from this guy. He wants to do what it takes to make it as a narcotics agent. So in the next scene, Alonzo puts the drugs that were confiscated into the pipe, tells Jake to smoke it. Jake's, you know, he's a straight laced, good cop. He just wants to do the right thing. That's when Alonzo puts his gun to his head and tells him to smoke it or die. And that's when Jake takes the pipe, hits it, You know, you can see that he's not a big smoker. He's never really been a part of it. He coughs right away, kind of, you know, gets laughed at by Alonzo. And then you see him kind of trip a little bit into, you know, that groggy state. And that's when Alonzo laughs at him and tells him it's PCP. And you can see like the, just the the struggle and the kind of terror on Jake's face because he knows he's kind of screwed up and he's caught in a bad situation. But every time a bad situation arises, in 
this movie, there's a way Alonzo talks to Jake and he kind of reassures him and it and sends him back onto the, the path of, you know, doing exactly what Alonzo wants. You know, he says, Hey, I've been there. He kind of, you know, he relates to you and then he curtails it and says, Hey, if you want to make these big, big arrests, these big busts, you got to do this stuff. You got to be willing to do whatever it takes to, to make it in this world. And you see that happen a lot. That's kind of a theme throughout the movie. So next, next thing we see, we see Jake finally get to really be a hero and kind of show off his abilities. Uh, when they're driving, he sees a woman being assaulted by two drug addicts and Jake is gung ho, jumps out of the car, chases them down, kind of beats up two guys who were trying to assault the woman. And all the while, you know, Alonzo pulls up, takes the time to watch, doesn't get, want to get involved until both guys are in zip ties. They're in zip ties and they can't really move. That's when Alonzo goes up, takes the crack from one of the guys, takes some money from the other guy, then proceeds to beat up one of the addicts, kind of is intimidating him. Now that he's he's kind of been defeated, you see Alonzo really step up and try to threaten and overpower the situation and kind of scare quote unquote, the one of the addicts. And as they're walking away, Jake picks up a wallet, looks inside of it. The girl dropped her wallet and he retrieves it, takes it back with him. That's when they move on. They go and visit one of Alonzo's acquaintances, somebody that he clearly has done business with in the past. We, we meet the guy named Roger. Uh, Roger was an ex cop, a uh, narcotics agent himself who has turned into a drug dealer. And that's when, you know, Jake meets Jake meets Roger and he sees a little bit more of the world that Alonzo deals in. There's a line towards the end of the meeting where Roger says he's almost saved up enough money to move to the uh, to to get away from all this world. And that, you know, that is a little bit of a, a momentum to or memento to, you know, think about later in the movie. Uh, next thing we we move on to, we meet Snoop Dogg, who's dealing on the corner in his wheelchair, and his name's Blue. You know, Jake tries to buy crack from him. He clearly knows that Jake's a pig slash cop. Immediately scoots away from the situation. Alonzo's like, "Go get him!" And you know, Jake doesn't want to chase him down, but Alonzo tells him to go. There we go. Chase ensues. They knock down Snoop, get him out, and then Alonzo makes him throw up the crack rocks and gives away the name Sandman. That's where we really see Alonzo kind of shift into a different mode. Use a fake search warrant to go into the Sandman's home where his wife and his kid are. And Alonzo steals uh, 40K from the home. And he tells Jake, you know, something that's kind of a reoccurring theme in the movie also. Do you want to go to jail? Or do you want to go home? And he says that throughout to people as he's interacting with them to try. And you can either take this hard way or you can take the easy way. And you see up until a point that everybody takes the easy way out. And that's another theme that kind of plays hand in hand with how Alonzo operates. So steals the 40K from the home. The mistress of the Sandman is screaming. Gun sh- There's a gunfight between um, the neighborhood and Alonzo as they pull out and, and run off into where we meet Eva Mendez's character, Sarah and their young son, who is very young at the time, kind of, you know, you see the innocent side 
of Denzel's life in the movie. And Ethan Hawke's character, Jake, and the son fall asleep on the couch. He wakes up to Denzel with his gun pointed at his knee. And he says, hey, time to go. So they have a meeting with the trio of corrupt high-ranking officials in the LAPD. Alonzo calls them the three wise men. These guys, to me, I think are somewhat playing with Alonzo, and they're clearly above him, and they have more pool than he does because he ends up having to buy an arrest warrant for $40,000 just to make that work. So, yeah, the three wise men, they're laughing because they mention that the Russian mafia is hunting Alonzo over a large unpaid debt. At the end of the meeting with the three wise men, insists he's in control of the situation, tries to put on that bravado, and then trades in the 40K for the arrest warrant. That's when we he calls in the rest of the narcotics team that he works with and sets up a plan to steal more money to pay back the Russians because he clearly owes them for his incident in Las Vegas that we hear about throughout the movie. So fast forward, we meet with the rest of Jake's team and Jake realizes that they're at Roger's house and he doesn't understand what's happening, but he knows that Roger is dirty. So he's okay with them, you know, taking down Roger, getting the money, but he wants to turn it in. And everybody in Alonzo's crew knows that they're stealing the money and taking it for themselves and to pay Alonzo's debt. Towards the end of this scene, we see Alonzo's pushing Jake and pushing Jake and pushing Jake to kill Roger. Jake refuses. And then the men all pull their guns on Jake. Jake takes the gun from uh, Alonzo, points it at him. And that's where we see a standoff. The whole time Alonzo has been planning this, planning this, planning this. That's why he had him take the PCP laced cannabis. He has, you know, made these promises to Jake throughout his, his day. And Alonzo says again, do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? And then Jake complies, gives the shotgun away. And that's when Alonzo turns and kills Roger by shooting him in the stomach with the, with the shotgun. So Alonzo, again, calculated, cold, aggressive throughout the movie. You just see this guy who you know is just dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. So after that, they rile up. Everybody, everything's cleared from the shooting at Rogers. All that stuff worked out. That's when we see Alonzo and Jake pull up to Smiley's home, the Mexican uh, gangsters, for them to run an errand, quote unquote. That's when they walk into the kitchen. Smiley opens the box with the appliances in them. There's money in there. Jake sits down to play poker. That's when they ask to see his gun. And Jake really shows that he's a rookie when he gives up his weapon and they take the gun. And that's when, you know, Jake knows he's screwed. He's absolutely screwed. He's three on one, flips the table, punches Smiley, kind of tries to fight him off, but he gets hogtied, brought into the bathroom. And just about as he's about to get killed, they search him to take his money. But what's in his pocket? the wallet that was dropped by the girl that he saved earlier in the day. And that literally saves Jake's life from an execution that was paid for by Alonzo. And that's when Smiley tells Jake what's actually going on, that Alonzo owes a million to the Russians for killing one of their men. 
And that's when, you know, Jake puts together that Alonzo abandoned him. And luckily he gets saved by his good deed earlier in the day for saving Smiley's cousin. So we see Jake sitting on the bus, taking the bus. You can see him with his gun, just laser focused. He knows what he has to do. He knows he's got to get his revenge on Alonzo. And he needs to put an end to this this situation. So Jake gets to Sarah's apartment to arrest Alonzo. And he's getting ready to leave to take the Russians the money. That's when a gunfight breaks out in the home. And this is a, this is a kind of an, an interesting moment to me. You see Alonzo's son get in between Jake and him during the gunfight. And, you know, he's trying to use his son against Jake. To me, that showed that he didn't care about his son's life. He cared more about his his debt and paying the Russians and putting his son in harm. But Jake does goes above and beyond, saves his son, gives him back to the mom, and continues the chase after Alonzo. This is where Jake gets, they're kind of chasing each other on their rooftops, and Jake's trying to catch him. He gets caught, beat up by Alonzo, but... As Alonzo's pulling away, he jumps on the car. There's a chase. There's a fight. He finally gets the gun away from Alonzo, crashes the car. And this is where the whole neighborhood shows up and actually supports Jake because they're so fed up with Alonzo and the way he tries to run everything and tries to overpower them with his badge. And you can see, and you can see where Jake finally says back to Alonzo, would you rather go home or go to jail? And that comes full circle for Jake. He heard it all day long from Alonzo, and he finally gets to that place where he can say it back to him and have the upper hand against Alonzo when he's been playing behind all day. And I thought that was such an important moment that Jake got to say that to Alonzo and got to show him he could handle it. Um, Bone turns on Alonzo and says, you know, tells Jake, we got you. You're good. Get up out of here. And that's when Alonzo goes on one of you know, his epic tirade where he tells the neighborhood quotes, you motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I'm done with you. And I'm putting cases on all you motherfuckers. And then, you know, lets out the other line banging on his chest, King Kong and get shit on me. And you kind of see the neighborhood slowly disperse because they know he still has that badge, but you can see all respect, all any of that is out the window at this point in the neighborhood. That's when Alonzo gets in his car and starts driving. And he, he gets stopped at a, a red light and a minivan pulls up next to him. And you can see he's a little bit suspicious. And he kind of, you know, waits a second, waits a second, puts the car in reverse. And he's boxed in. The Russians have finally caught Alonzo. They open fire on Alonzo with automatic weapons. He stumbles out of the car, bloodied, dying. You can see the fear on his face. And they shoot him up again in one of the, uh, one of the better gun scenes uh, executions that you'll see. It, it fades, and you hear the radio talk about they spin Alonzo and you know point him in in a positive light. Where you know Alonzo Harris was a good cop. He is a 13 year veteran, a standout narcotics agent. You don't get to hear about all the shit that he you know started, all the shit, his unwanted debts, him in Vegas. You never hear about that. But at the end of the movie, we see Jake pull up into his driveway, making it back to his family. That was in a 24-hour period, just one of the most insane, crazy days there ever was. So that's the recap of the movie. Fantastic, fantastic movie. It's one of my favorites. I this is to me, this is 
Denzel Washington is one of the best villains there will ever be in a movie. Now, I know there's some, you know, crazy strong villains, you know, Darth Vader and stuff like that. For just a normal man with the power of a badge, he's got to be the best villain I've seen in a in a police movie or anything like that. And obviously he was rewarded with that at the Academy Awards where he won best actor um in 2001. Ethan Hawke who also was fantastic in this movie was nominated for best supporting actor. He did not win the award but definitely deserved to be in the consideration for that award. I'm going to give you my score here. I'm going to give it four and a half thumbs up out of five. I think there's some parts of the movie that the ending probably could have been a little bit more satisfying. Um, I do think it was good the way that Denzel was thing killed for, from the Russians, but I think there are some things that could have been cleaned up a little bit. You know, a couple of the plot holes. But overall, I'm going to give it four and a half thumbs out of five. Fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, I would love, love, love to hear what other people think about Trading Day. It's one of those movies that is kind of a an all-time classic now, you know, 20 years later. So that's been uh, Movies by Doug. Thank you guys to everybody who listens. Thank you for following along on the other podcasts I did on True Detectives earlier this week and i will see you guys next week with another review this has been movies by doug and that's a wrap on our episode thank you for listening